0: My group had this feeling that St. Joseph was like, Marlin from Finding Nemo looking for his son. Like, where is my son? (laughs) So literally, we had to write down the quote and give it to the host for the game. We wrote down, where is my son? Was so confident, that was in the Bible. So we gave it in. We didn't win. (laughs) Welcome to a Pondering Heart
1: podcast. We're two friends learning and growing together in our Catholic faith.
0: We'll talk about the triumphs and struggles that we face on our journey. And then we'll dive even deeper. My name is Emi Morrow. And I'm Rachel Wong. Let's ponder out loud together.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Pondering Heart. As always, I'm Rachel, and I'm joined by my co-host and very good friend, Emmy. Hello. Hi. How are things going today?
0: I am... uh, Things are going well. I'm doing well. How are you doing?
1: You know, same. Same. Mm. You're just kind of hanging in there. I'm very excited to jump into our topic today. Yes, yes. Just because we're going to talk about our guy, St. Joseph. Mm Mm-hmm. And... I'm going to kind of change up the usual way that we do things. Mm -hmm. Usually we do an icebreaker, but I thought that it probably would be pertinent to share why we're talking about St. Joseph, first of all. But also, as all of you listeners may have seen, we released episodes of this podcast on March 19, which is the Feast of St. Joseph. Yes. And uh, maybe we'll start there and we'll kind of talk about why we chose that date. Yes, yes. So maybe, yeah, Emmy, I'll pass
0: it over to you. Why did we choose this date? Good question. Why did we choose this date? Um, Okay, on my end, uh, when I was praying about what we were going to do with our podcast, and um, especially when we talked about releasing it, since you can't just work on something and not put it out in the world, the date, um, the feast day of St. Joseph felt like, the right date to release it because mm-hmm. it is the year of Saint Joseph, right? <laughs> and what better way to like release a podcast inspired by Mama Mary on her husband's feast day? It's like we're mm-hmm. being watched over by the patriarch and the matriarch mm-hmm. of the Holy Family. I don't even know if that's right, but you know what I mean? Like the idea that we're being watched over by such holy saints together and they're a couple so yeah double duo but (laughs) I don't know all in all I think it was just the whole idea of having him watch over us while we do this felt right
1: yeah no I I absolutely agree and as we'll jump into with this conversation today, Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about Pope Francis's letter about St. Joseph as he proclaimed the year of St. Joseph. And Mm -hmm. I remember when we first were chatting about it, we found it so beautiful that Pope Francis had shared this letter on the feast of the immaculate conception. So December 8th. Mm -hmm. And again, it just kind of goes to show like, know this is like the og power couple
0: yes yes for
1: sure and i love how (laughs) like you said so beautifully they're watching over us and i think many times and i don't want to get too far ahead but we do know of mary as like our universal mother she's Mm -hmm. the mother of us all she's Mm -hmm. the mother of god and i really do feel like it's time to really Remind all of us, like remind ourselves that, yeah, Saint Joseph is also the father to us all. He is our universal father. And in the same way that we so freely go to Mother Mary, Mm -hmm. uh, we should also feel that same level of, I guess, like openness and enthusiasm Mm -hmm. in going to Saint Joseph. So, yeah, thanks
0: for that, Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we do our icebreaker, you think? Yes. Let's do it. Okay, Okay, I'll ask you the question What is your favorite title for Saint Joseph? Cool. Okay. So I'm going to be
1: honest. Um, I remember that when we were preparing for this, as the year of St. Joseph was being proclaimed, I kind of realized in my 20 some odd years of being a Catholic so far that I knew very little of St. Joseph. Mm -hmm. So when we talked about titles, and I know that we recently had talked about titles of Mother Mary, and uh, I just realized that, wait... I, I don't know what titles there are of St. Joseph. So just for context, we are going to be using titles based off of the litany of St. Joseph, Beautiful Prayer. And I remember the first time I heard it, the one that really stuck out to me, and I just want to make sure that I get it correct, is Solace of the Wretched. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I know that, I Emmy, mean, you've also watched The Crown Yes, And I watched The Crown. I'm wager guess that we're both huge fans mm, of mm, the show. And mm. I've never heard the word wretched use outside of that show. But it has to be like wretched. Like you have to be British in order to. <laughs> so, And then obviously like, you know, wretched is kind of like to bring it into 21st century, like today's terms. It's kind of like, you know, you're a mess or things are just not going your way. Things aren't going well. And You know the juxtaposition of the two words like solace and wretched i just find that to be so unique but also just the fact that if you do find yourself in any predicament any problem he is your peace and of course like you know jesus is our peace god is our peace but also saint joseph being like a kind of a steady silent witness Mm. he also is our peace he was that for his family Mm-hmm. And he continues to be that for the universal church for, I guess, like his extended family, which is so beautiful.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Solace of the right oh, nice. What about mm-hmm. you? Um, I have two. As always, I can't pick one. So the first one is Mirror of Patience. And the second one is Joseph Most Faithful. Um, the reason why I chose those two was because the Mirror of Patience one like really speaks to me because I feel like... Um, especially living in our day and age like it's so easy to fall into that trap of like instant gratification getting everything Mm -hmm. right away like a microwave kind of idea and that true nature of patience is so hard so having this title for saint joseph i don't know like i'm so jealous like i want to have patience but of course i need to have patience to have patience Uh (laughs) um
1: At first, I was just like, where is she going? But I was like, okay, okay, (laughs) makes sense, makes sense.
0: Okay. I promise it makes sense. And then the last one is Joseph most faithful. I think that one is pretty self-explanatory given St. Joseph and his nature. And like earlier when you and I were talking about this topic, like I brought up the fact that St. Joseph, the thing that makes him special was his faith like mm. he was not supernatural he was not a god like he is yeah. not immaculately conceived or in any way the thing that made him special was his love and faith it was his love for god and his true faith and i think that something that is worth admiring and worth um what's another word for copying like <laughs> you're imitating like, yes that's the word. <laughs> i need the <a> thesaurus really <laughs> anyway (laughs) oh that's beautiful
1: yeah and and Mm -hmm. listeners i encourage you to look through the litany um litanies are always so beautiful but just as we're going through and i take your point emmy like all of them are so beautiful that it's so hard to choose i mean even i found myself kind of torn between five different ones (laughs) but yeah but just so great so Mm -hmm. so great so yeah Mm -hmm. we're gonna jump into this conversation about saint joseph so, like I mentioned, and I I do apologize, my Latin is not great. Here we go. But Here we go. Pope Francis shared this letter, an apostolic letter, on the feast of the Immaculate Conception, but also on the 150th anniversary of the proclamation of Saint Joseph as the mm. patron of the Universal Church. Saint Joseph, I think, has the most patronages of like literally any saint, which is so so cool. And I'm totally avoiding saying this in Latin, but I'm going to give it know, a go. I know, you were stalling. <laughs> so the letter is Patris mm-hmm, if there sounds are any right. La- thank you. If there are any Latin speakers out there, I do apologize. But yeah, with a father's heart, that is how Joseph loved Jesus, whom all four gospels refer to as the son of Joseph. That is the opening line mm. of that letter. We had a quote from that. I mean, I think we almost quoted, basically copy and pasted (laughs) the entire letter into our documents. But the quote that really stood out to the both of us just as we were chatting about it Mm. was something that Pope Francis says towards the end. And he says, quote, He never made himself the center of things. He did not think of himself, but focused instead on the lives of Mary and Jesus. And I think maybe just to start, and this may lead into the very funny story that you shared with me the other day, but (laughs) I wanted to ask Emmy, like, what are some things, you know, prior to coming into the year of St. Joseph, prior to us doing this episode that you knew about St. Joseph?
0: Sure. I think I'll answer this with what I didn't know about St. Joseph. So the story starts um, (laughs) when I was at a youth conference. And I was part of this trivia team and we were okay. Like we were, we were doing fine. Like I didn't know anything, but my team did. Uh, (laughs) I was, I was there, I was present. And uh, I think there was a bit of a tie between my team and this other team. And we were given the choice whether we want to wager our points. Like if we get it right, we get double. If we we don't get it right, we lose. Um, So my team being the adventurous type that we apparently were wagered all of our points and then the other team wagered everything but one so they kept one and the question was tell us a quote from saint joseph in the bible and for many of you you probably already know the answer to this but clearly someone did not so our group (laughs) did not know a lot of stuff and for some reason uh, we thought back to the story of like the finding of Jesus in the temple so like yep. for some reason my group had this feeling that St Joseph was like Marlin from Finding Nemo looking for his son like where's my son <laughs> so literally we had to write down the quote and give it to the host for the game we wrote down where's my son was so confident that was in the bible so we gave it in we didn't win <laughs> Because I'm sure you well-versed listeners may know that St. Joseph has not said anything in the Bible. Um, The other group knew that. We did not. But in any case, (laughs) it taught me a very valuable lesson to read my Bible and to not presume that characters in the Bible are just like Pixar characters. Yeah.
1: I love that so much. I remember the first time that you shared that with me. I I was in disbelief, but also just the fact that you're not entirely wrong. Like, if I'm not mistaken, Mary is the one that says, why have you done this to us? Because she's so worried. And actually, as a callback, the verse that I mistakenly read And Mm. I'll invite you all to go back to our very first episode to see Mm. why we've named the podcast as such. You know, prior to that, I think Mary, yeah, she's just like, why did you do this to us? And then Mm. Jesus very wisely is like, well, did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? So I just want to comfort you in the fact that you weren't entirely (laughs) off. It's just that you you. you misattributed the quote.
0: Um, To the wrong person.
1: Yeah, that's really funny. I love Mm. that.
0: But like yeah. wouldn't he have said that? Maybe in his head. It's just not written down in the Bible. I don't know. Like no Jonathan one has sound quote- recorders.
1: We don't know what he sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. But it's um but it does lead you to ponder a lot, right? About even though, as we have established through your wonderful anecdote, that Joseph doesn't say anything. And in fact, there aren't very many mentions of joseph Mm -hmm. in the bible either like there's the one vignette of the dream that he had where like an angel told him to take his family and flee essentially because people were after his son people were after jesus so they had to flee before that the story of you know the angel coming to joseph the first time and just Mm -hmm. being like when he found out that mary was or had conceived a child it says in the Gospels that he was going to dismiss her quietly, Mm -hmm. but the angel was like, don't do that. No. (laughs) Don't do that. Please no. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) But yeah, but it's interesting. Like I, I think about that a lot. And I think especially recently, just what, would joseph have been like and i think you know this letter like Patrice corde really points to a -hmm. lot of things and of course no one knows but there has been a lot written about it especially over the past 150 years but just really like how his actions really do speak louder than words Mm -hmm. and he literally had no words but his (laughs) actions have spoken volumes for who he is
0: Like, you know how sometimes you can tell a lot more from a person based on how they act versus what they say. Like he, like St. Joseph was a type of person who walked the walk. Like he didn't need to say anything. Circling back to the quote that we first started with, he never made himself the center of things. He did not think of himself, but focused instead in the lives of Mary and Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think what a great example for fathers and for men, for young men to follow Because he was, like I said, the patriarch of this family. And what I found so remarkable about St. Joseph was that the Lord trusted him so much that he basically entrusted Mama Mary and his son, Jesus, to this human. Like Mm -hmm. I said, he was ordinary. Um, But I Mm -hmm. think his ordinary made him extraordinary in that sense. Like he knew that he wasn't supernatural, but he, like his extraordinary characteristic, was his faith. And he just didn't, Mm. like, he was very humble. Like, oh my gosh, like, St. Joseph is so humble. And Mm. he just has so many characteristics that, again, not only men could follow, but also us as women could follow as well. Like, we can learn a thing, maybe more than a thing or two from him, from his silence, from his character, from his faith, and so much more. Mm.
1: Like you're saying, just He never made himself the center of things. And that's like how often do we, you know, when it comes to doing good works or like in our faith like how often do we kind of either do like a wow like look at all the great things that i'm doing or look at how much i'm praying Mm. or on the flip side it's kind of like almost the opposite end of the spectrum where you're putting on like a false humility Mm. and just being Mm. like oh like you know no no like don't (laughs) look at me like or don't worry about me like what so Yeah, like that example that you were talking about. And Pope Francis had quoted Jesus from Matthew's gospel where Jesus says, learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Mm. And even, you know, he goes on to quote St. Paul in his first letter to the Corinthians saying, be imitators of me. And then Pope Francis goes on to say... By his eloquent silence. And I find that to be so beautiful. Eloquent mm. silence. Like when mm. you say like eloquently spoken. Usually right. like when people are so well spoken. But eloquent silence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, St. Joseph says the same. For us to imitate him like in his humility, in his patience, in his faith, in his fidelity. There's so much to say about the beauty that comes with his silent nature. And the fact that just through that. He now is, like I was saying, like the probably the saint with the most patronages, Mm -hmm. but also just one that we revere so highly.
0: Mm -hmm. Gosh. And it's Mm -hmm. so funny because I really like what you said about eloquent silence, because I think that really summarizes him very well. Like he wasn't silent because he didn't have anything to say. (laughs) Like, I don't think that's what it is. Like, that's something else that I wondered, too. Like, I wondered Mm. why the writers didn't have any quotes from him. Like, I wonder if that was intentional or maybe, maybe Mm. he was a man of few words. Like, maybe. We don't know. Right? Like, that could be a possibility, too. Right. We're not sure.
1: Yeah, and I find that so interesting just to hear you say that because I feel like so many times, you know, whether it is in pop culture or even Mm. among our friends, People sometimes say that, yeah, like you know, usually it's the moms that have a lot to say or the ones that kind of gab all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But we Mm -hmm. kind of were like, yeah, my dad is a man of few words or doesn't say very much. (laughs) This is literally like the epitome of a man of few words, like man of zero words, um, (laughs) and yet spoke volumes, like we were saying. Very true. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But yeah, but that's a very good question though, and Mm -hmm. you know, to your point, like we're not theologians or scripture scholars, so we will never really know, but. You know, do you have any thoughts on that, like as to why he's never quoted? Yeah. What do you think?
0: I think the reason why there wasn't a lot on like his quotes or anything was, I think it's what we were talking about earlier. His actions spoke more. Um, And I find it really interesting because like when we were talking about earlier about like the two vignettes that we had of St. Joseph was both while he was sleeping too. Mm. Like, did you notice that? Like the first one was when, like you said, when the angel told him not to divorce Mary, and the second one was to flee to go to Egypt. Like those were two things that happened while he was asleep, and I find that really interesting too. Because like, wouldn't you, if you received a dream like that, wouldn't you question it at least at some level? Like, of course, everyone has faith, but like, there's some level where you're like, mm, I don't know. I totally did not answer your question, <laughs> but to tell you the truth, I don't. I don't really know. Like I think, I think, I am actually not sure. What do you think? What's your thoughts on it? Yeah,
1: mm. oh, it's
0: yeah. You know, I wonder
1: if it's, you know, because you ask whether or not it was intentional, and maybe not mm. so much the gospels making it intentional, but just mm. the fact that, and you mentioned this earlier, the fact that he placed this trust. You know, his right. only begotten son mm-hmm. into the trust and the care of this ordinary man. In all ways, like all of us are called to be bearers of God's light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes like people really are gifted with being wonderful speakers and just being able to exhort the word of God. Mm. But this is really like the purest example of yeah. living out your faith. Mm-hmm. And, and really being a true embodiment of mm-hmm. a father. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I find it interesting just because, like you said, he's human. He was an ordinary person. Mm. So that would mean that because he was not immaculately conceived, right. You know, I would imagine like mm-hmm. in his life, as he lived his day-to-day life, he probably mm. would have sinned. Um, right. So I think that there's also an interesting kind of bridge there as well that would make it even more accessible for us as humans, because I know that, and we've talked about this at length before too, mm-hmm. about how, you know, the, the relationship that people have to Mary sometimes can be so frayed just because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. she was yeah perfect and never sinned. Right. And she carried out such a enormous task. So I wonder if like, that's, God, again, in his mercy, first of all, you know, he Mm -hmm. didn't have to engage with the human race. And yet he did. Mm -hmm. And he's provided us a real model for us to achieve holiness and to be bearers of
0: Christ in Mm -hmm. the world. Yeah, no, I really like that. Thank you. Like, I think the idea of having Joseph be part of the Holy Family is no accident. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can totally see where people can have a very strained or frayed relationship like you were saying with Mary because how can you relate to someone who has never sinned? Like how Mm. can you follow that example when you, in a sense, can't? Because like you weren't Mm. saved from sin. (laughs) Like technically we are, but like not in that same sense. Right. Um, But in Joseph, like you can really see his human tendencies. Like when he wanted to divorce Mary quietly, like, like I wonder if that was because he was scared also. Because we know that Joseph is a faithful man. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. if he knew that Mary was someone special. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. if he knew that too. Like, that was something that I've always kind of pondered about because yeah. having his faith and having his, like, very, again, very strong, steadfast faith, I'm sure he have probably had known in some level that the woman that he was betrothed to is mm-hmm. someone very special. So I wonder if he had known In some sense. And like if he if he did believe her, like, was he afraid of what that would look like on his end? Because he Mm. would have to be the one to take care of Mary. And then I'm sure um, living in that time, people would probably say something because they were betrothed, like they weren't married yet. So he probably had to take so much talk and gossip, possibly. Like, I'm not too sure, you know. Mm. Yeah. And like he had to be the strong a figure like he had to be the rock of the family, and mm-hmm. I think that he did that in such a great way. His human tendencies definitely show, but I think that what sets him apart is the fact that it didn't hinder him from fulfilling the the will that God had for him. Like he he took it all, like he just followed Jesus, and that was it. I'm sure he worried, but it didn't show. Like even in the stories that we hear about him, he just woke up. Okay, let's go to Egypt. Like, I'm sure he did not speak the language. Like, he was a carpenter. But, like, they stay there for a significant amount of time. Like, that takes, again, lots of trust, lots of faith. And he has a lot of it. Oh, my gosh. If we need faith, we should, like, ask him to teach us, too. Because he was really good at it. Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. And
1: I love what you said there just because I feel like it ties in so nicely with another quote that we Mm -hmm. had pulled out from the letter. Which may kind of like segue us into kind mm-hmm. of like the, the other maybe part that we wanted to discuss. But it, Pope Francis says that Joseph found happiness not in mere self-sacrifice, but in self-gift. In him, we never see frustration, but only trust. His patient silence was the prelude to concrete expressions of trust. Like you're saying, he ha- like his human tendencies were totally there just by virtue of the fact that he is an ordinary man Mm. and i think that you know when you do have a level of trust that is really beyond yourself and you have like a faith in like a firm foundation of god the father you know he was allowing himself to be fathered Mm. by god the father Mm. and just to to really seek you know happiness joy fulfillment in the fact that by following so faithfully all the way to the end he was able to then let that love and kind of that expression of that outpour into the two most important people in the world Mm -hmm. um, and just to care for them. And the reason why I say that this is like a wonderful bridge is just because I think that if nothing else, um, this really highlights the fact that our world and Pope Francis says this in the letter as well, that like our world needs fathers and we have that in our families and we have spiritual fathers as well, like, you know, priests who take care of their parishioners and whatnot. And then of course, Pope Francis is like this wonderful father to the whole universal church, but Mm. on a domestic level for men to look back to uh, this example of St. Joseph. And, and I think, you know, there are wonderful examples of that where fathers do what they can to Pour out their love onto their children, um, to support their spouse, and mm. to, you know, to try and be that mirror of patience, as you were mentioning earlier, or just mm. to be like mini Saint Josephs in yeah. our world today. But just like that self-gift is so yeah. so important, and yeah, mm. Saint Joseph emulated that far and away, like the best.
0: Yeah, something that I've also been pondering on a lot recently is that like no one has a manual on how to act. No one Mm. has a manual on how to be a father. No one has a manual to be like a mom or to be anything, really. Like we have the Bible. And with that, we can learn how to, I guess, like learn from what they've done back in the day. And Mm. to see how we can apply it in our own time. Having St. Joseph be like a strong but silent type, almost like literally strong but silent type. When I think of St. Joseph, I don't even see him. Like I just see God through him because Mm -hmm. that's something that he emulates so beautifully. And I think it's really beautiful how, can you imagine what was going on in his head? Like Mm -hmm. while he was raising Jesus with Mary and Mm -hmm. seeing so much unfold. What was it like for him to be a carpenter and teach God how to be a carpenter like to teach mm-hmm. God his own trade like I wow. think that's so beautiful and it, again his humility is so there um mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah like I just think that's so beautiful to think about and to ponder on his own ordinary again ordinary life too because mm-hmm. as magnificent and how courageous he is as a person he also had lived a very ordinary life apart from you know raising God <laughs> raising Jesus something that we did talk about before starting this episode was how you don't hear about him again. Like, I think um, I, I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember the last time we hear about St. Joseph was the finding in the temple. And after that, we never hear about him again. Like, I wonder if he passed away. Like, I know some people kind of see him as like an older guy. Like, I'm not too sure on the context in that end, but I do remember he was the patron saint of a happy death too. And I can honestly see him having that happy death because he he did what he needed to do and he did it so beautifully.
1: Yeah. To piggyback off of your point, it raises two things. Like The first being that he is such a powerful reminder of the fact that you don't need to do anything extraordinary
0: mm, mm-hmm. to
1: show your love of God. And even the fact that, of course, like he has such magnificent dreams for us and he's given us wonderful gifts and talents, but quite honestly, a quiet, peaceful life is sometimes all he asks for. Mm -hmm. So long as we keep the commandments and follow him, that we bear Christ to other people, we don't need to be like famous speakers or scripture scholars and of Mm -hmm. course all of that is necessary in our church Mm -hmm. but really you know if nothing else saint joseph points to the fact that simple and ordinary is perfectly fine Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's just as beautiful and then the other thing because like you said i think when i was you know going through religion class um, in elementary and high school and you're right it's not mentioned in the bible you know what happens after they find jesus in the temple and we know that that story You know, Jesus is about 12 years old. And then, of course, like Jesus lived on to be like 33 when he was crucified. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what happened to Joseph. So I think it's entirely plausible that Joseph had passed before, you know, he even saw Mm -hmm. or knew about Mm -hmm. Jesus's public ministry. Mm -hmm. So he would have never seen these miracles that Jesus was about to do. Like, you know, he didn't see him heal the sick or turn water into wine or raise Lazarus from the dead. He didn't see any of that. But he, he had faith that, like you were saying, Emmy, you know, he knew that Mary was a special woman, mm-hmm. very unique and one who was set apart by God. But also the fact that Jesus, his his son, was also a special person. And he had to have faith in it. He had to believe in it even without seeing Yeah, yeah. And, like, I think that's what we're tasked with even today
0: Mm. is
1: that, you know, I'm not walking around in my life seeing the dead come back to life (laughs) or water turn to wine anytime soon. Mm. And, in fact, as we record this, like, we're still in the midst of a global pandemic, and there's Mm. just so much suffering in the world. Yeah. You know, miracles, I feel like, you know, they exist, of course, but they're kind of far and few in between. But we're still tasked with, you know, having that silent faith and silent witness kind of in our hearts. Again, like pondering and trusting that God has a purpose for each one of us and that at the fullness of time we're gonna see his glory. We're gonna all be saved and we're gonna see this like salvation history all come together. But before that time comes, we have to go about our ordinary lives and just Mm -hmm. have faith that He will deliver us.
0: I love that so much. Because you're so right. Like when you think about it in that way, Saint Joseph didn't see the fruits of his labor, like in the mm. way of like he oh, raised so Jesus. Good, right? Yes. Like again, he had so much stress to know that what he was doing was enough. Cause I wonder again, like in his mind and his life, like I wonder if he had ever felt like he was falling short because Being part of the holy family, like he was the more like okay, Mary was also mortal, but he was like the one that can sin. (laughs) And like, I don't think that he did not have that, like, he totally had those thoughts. But yeah, like you're totally right. Like, he is such a beautiful example of that steadfast trust and silence and faith. And I think there's so much more that you can say about St. Joseph because. He, again, even though he didn't say anything in the Bible, there's so much to say about him. And what does that say? <laughs>
1: like yeah, the, right. Totally. <laughs> totally. And I think just as we kind of tie up this portion of the conversation, like what is something that you would like for listeners mm. to ponder about as they sure. take a step back from this episode and this mm. conversation?
0: I think I'll circle back to what you were saying about how we don't need to live an extraordinary life to be like St. Joseph. And to live our ordinary lives with steadfast faith is, is perfectly fine. Even if we don't end up like Catholic speakers or authors or whatever, whatever that looks like. Um, as long as we live our life saying yes to Jesus, saying yes to God and following him in whatever way that we can, that's more than enough. Like that's perfectly fine if that's all you do um saint joseph did it and Mm. look where he is today
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and actually it's funny that you say that because i was gonna say the same thing it's like Mm. you know who would have thought that a carpenter Mm. you know some two thousand plus years ago would eventually become the saint that has the most patronages Mm -hmm. you know he is the patron of the universal church like that's Mm -hmm. a big deal
0: yeah
1: you know there's some saints that only are patron of one part of the world <laughs> but this guy covers it all so mm. st joseph man he is our guy and very true i love that thanks for sharing mm. that emmy like that's a, a great thing to ponder yeah so we'll yes. go into our favorite question of all time aside from other questions that we ask but what is on your heart today emmy
0: Okay, my, oh my gosh, you're actually going to be very happy with this one. Okay. Um, so, I've had the same bread maker for the last few years, and it was only until quarantine that I pulled it out. And okay. guess what I made with it? Bread? No, I made pizza. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, I can see where you would guess that, because it's called a bread maker. But there has but a... you mean there, the dough yes. in the bread maker. okay. Yeah, okay. You, yeah no... <laughs>
1: Not you like can, the actual pizza. It's like
0: no, no, you no, pour no. some stuff in and then like ding, it's like pizza. I wish pizza bread. Can you imagine oh, like a loaf of bread so that's like a I pizza? Love mm. um, no, so like the bread maker that I have has like a dough setting. So it makes the dough for you. And it saved oh. my life because wow. I love kneading, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. So the machine did it for me mm-hmm. and I made pizza. And I was like, Rachel would be so happy if she oh. like was here that's what's on my heart like baking making pizza with my bread maker simple mm. things you know simple things make you happy make this yeah. girl happy yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's in my heart and my stomach oh. <laughs> how about you oh for me it's funny you know you're talking about bread, <laughs> bread maker. sorry i'm so distracted um there's been this quote that's been mm. coming up a lot recently, and I think it ties in quite well with just, you know, Saint Joseph and the person of Saint Joseph. But yeah, it's been coming up a lot in different conversations and readings and whatnot. Um, and it's a quote from Saint Mother Teresa where she says, you know, God doesn't ask for perfection, but he asks for fidelity. And I think, you know, like what what better way to sum up our conversation with St. Joseph is like you said, he wasn't a perfect man. Mm -hmm. Probably wasn't like he probably sinned. He probably had his own temperaments and, and downfalls and whatnot, but he was faithful until the end. And, you know, God has that same desire for us. And I find that so many times, like, I know that I get caught up in just like, what are all the things that I'm doing To have outward signs that Mm. I'm following God. Mm. You know, it says in scripture that God is in no need of our praise, Mm -hmm. you know, because he is God. Like, he doesn't Mm -hmm. need it. But really, like, what he does ask for is, you know, a contrite heart and a heart that is willing to be set aside for him. Mm. So I think that's just been a beautiful reminder, but also a challenge to just continually simplify Mm. and go to him and rest in him rather than, you know, going about and doing all the things. <laughs> so I think, yeah, yeah, it's a timeless reminder.
0: Yes, I love that.
1: But as we close mm. in prayer, shall we pray this prayer to St. Joseph that's at the end of the letter?
0: Sure. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail, guardian of the Redeemer, spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. To you, God entrusted his only Son, in you, Mary placed her trust. With you, Christ became man. Blessed Joseph, to us too, show yourself a father and guide us in the path of life. Obtain for us grace, mercy, and courage, and defend us from every evil. Amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening, friends, and we'll catch you next episode. God bless. Thank you for listening to A Pondering Heart Podcast. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Pondering Heart Podcast. Join us next time as we continue on our journey to sainthood.